G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 19 minutes away from nine, and we'll hand over to Stephen McIver at that stage. But for now, we're going to talk about, well, 16 straight wins, five group ones, about $18 million in prize money. And back-to-back Hong Kong miles. Half Lucky Express, Golden 60s looking for room. Bender guards to his inside. Vincent gets him out now. And here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60. The locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house. Fortress Golden 60. Oh, what a call, too. There is a very good case to be made that no horse around the world could touch Golden 60 over the mile distance. A lot of trial, tried and failed. The man who knew he was just a little bit special before anyone else. He has an eye for this sort of stuff at Sam Beetson of Riversley Park, Bloodstock, and he sold Golden 60 along with his wife, Hannah, back in 2017 at the Ready to Run sale. A piece of business which gets more and more incredible every time Golden 60 salutes. Sam's on the line now. He joins us. Sammy, good morning, mate. Good morning, guys. Gee, you must be pretty proud watching this fella continue to break all those records up there, eh? Yeah, no, it's huge. I think a huge result uh, last Sunday for him to do that again against the internationals. It sort of sets him on that world stage now, doesn't it? Oh, sure does. He's just an absolute superstar, isn't he? And mate, try and I guess give us a little bit of an insight into like how you came across him as a cult and and what you look for and well what you looked for in him and and what you saw and 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 why you, you went went down that route. Well, I bought him. Me and Ben Foot uh, headed over to the Gold Coast sale, the January sale, which a lot of the guys look for the real early two-year-old running horses, and uh, we've sort of tried to look for a horse that wasn't going to be that uh, real two-year-old type that we sort of might see a bit of value and and that was that's where we come across him he was a later foal he was very athletic but he wasn't sort of that real Ford two-year-old type and he had a hell of a pedigree on him which we find it hard to, to buy for us to make margins on when we sell them so he sort of fell in the category um, of what we could buy and what we could afford with, with, a, with a huge pedigree and I love the stallion Medagliadoro um, and so that's how we ended up with him. Mate, does, when, you, when you're looking back, and, and is, was there something that makes you think now, hey, mate, it's Izzy here anyway, sorry, brother. It's, um, but when you look yeah. back, is there something that you can picture or you can see that, that kind of makes you understand, okay, this is always going to be a great horse and get the results it's getting at the moment? Oh, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to put your finger on. He was, he was athletic, um, very athletic, and he did, everything, he did everything so easy, but to be a superstar like he is, it's... Uh, you know, you never know how big their heart is, and if they're going to, even if they're going to cope with uh, um, going to Hong Kong and acclimatise up there. So, I knew, I knew he was, you know, he was, he was uh, going to be a good horse, but to go to those sort of heights, um, I don't think anyone could really pick that. 
And has it been great for your stable and great for your marketing tool, having a horse that's done so well on the world stage? Has that just done you just so much um, positive in, in the end? Yeah, huge, huge for Riversley Park. Like we've sold a lot of good horses in the past and uh, and had a lot of good horses through the stables. You know, we've, we've had Melbourne Cup winners and Derby winners and Oaks winners and, you know, they were all, you know, very good horses, but nothing like Golden 60, and especially because we, uh, we bought them, produced them, and sold them um, mm. under the Riversy Park banner. It's uh, it's huge. Yeah, like this is great, great for marketing, and like it puts our farm on the map, you know, too. Oh, it sure does. You mentioned Oaks winners and Melbourne Cup winners, or Golden Sixty, it's Dundell, Prince of Penzance, Lucia Valentina, Furlax, Eleonora, Frank Coletta. We're going to run out of time if we keep going here, but Sophia Rosa, Ugo Scholar, Nicoletta, Del Cello. Infantry, Sarantino, yeah. Drossen, Brando, the list just keeps going on and on and on and on. It must just give you an immense amount of confidence when you go to the sales to buy horses that, that you're that you have something, you have an eye which which others don't, and also your ability to as a horseman to be able to turn them into something which is a is a fantastic product moving forward. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of those horses we didn't actually buy, we just broke in and pre trained and produced through the stable. Um, a few of them we, we'd bought and sold. So, but I think that's been one great asset is that we have a lot of good horses through the stables, and you get an eye for for what horses do turn out to be okay, um, and do a lot of riding and things myself, and 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 being around the sales with a lot of great judges. So it's sort of just been all experience um, over the ten years, and just uh, learning learning each each sale you go to. So. Um, I don't think everyone's got a little bit of a different opinion, so you take things off people you, you think, uh, you, well, you know, do a great job, and um, as it turned out, you know, we've sort of, we've actually bought and sold a lot of good horses over the, over the last sort of five years, so, um, yeah, the system seems to be working. Oh, so me, me and Bears, I'm, I'm an amateur, but I've, I've gone, gone in a couple, <laughs> a wee bit of a share in a horse and at the ready-to-run sales, yeah. mate, lot 25, and... What are our chances, mate? Golden 60, 18 million bucks. What do you reckon, chances? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty slim. Um, he's one in a lifetime, isn't he? Um, I thought I thought Dundell might have been the best horse I'd had through the stables. I thought it was, he would be a hard horse to even top to say, you know, that we'd broken in and that. Um, but, yeah, I think Golden 60 surpassed him. Um Geez, there's no rules to the game. That's I think that's what makes it so good. Um, there's a lot of good judges, and they get it wrong plenty of the time. Um, so yeah, when you get a good one like that, I think you've just got to you know accept that the next one isn't going to be as good because yeah, the chances are well, there's the percentages to get another one like that's going to be huge. Mm. <laughs> hey, um, the the process you just mentioned breaking in the process for all all the listeners out there as well of breaking horse in. Can you just explain us to us a little bit about how you educate the horses to get them to that state? Um, yeah, so the sort of break-in process we, we work off with um, a lot of the sale horses we can do a little bit quicker because they've had a lot more education, but at the moment we've got a lot of store horses. So basically just to get a roller and a bit in their mouth and get them used to sort of a little bit of pressure on the, on the mouth and then we do a little bit of long reining. We don't do too much. Just to get get a little bit of steering, um, but don't I don't like over long reining them. So we, we probably only do it three or four times, and 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 just lean over their backs until we're happy to put a saddle on them, um, which is generally within sort of a week to ten days. And uh, we don't put them under too much pressure the first few days. Just let them go around and get them in the round yard and 
trotting and cantering and cantering beside each other in the round yard. And when they're sort of nice and relaxed, we head out around the home track. Um, same thing, if they're going real good around there in a week, they, they go on the truck and head into Cambridge track for a look around. So most of it's all done within sort of four weeks, four to five weeks, um, walking them backwards and forwards through the barriers and, and things like that. Like, uh, obviously, they're all a little bit different, so you've got to be a bit slow with others, and some you can push a bit quicker. Um, but it seems, it seems to work. Obviously, the staff you have around you is a great help because um, it's not a, it's not an easy job, but but um, you've just got to have a, a lot of patience and just sit back and, and think about the horse a little bit, and it seems to, it seems to work out. Beautiful. Well, we're going to let you go, Sammy, but before we do, I know that uh, that you'll have a keen eye on, on some of the horses going to the races. Have you got any tips for us, mate? Anything that you can steer us into? <laughs> any tips? I didn't go that good last week, so I struggled away. Um, oh, jeez, all my own horses are battling away, but uh, I don't know, packing Rockstar in the railway, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sleep on it anyway, and we'll chat to Stephen MacGyver. 